episode number 40. Hi, you're listening to the Careers Beyond Motherhood podcast with your host, Janine Esbrand. I'm here to help working mums like you to thrive in your careers and in motherhood. I share tips, strategies and inspirational conversations with awesome women to help reduce the struggle in your juggle. Hello, hello and welcome to the show. It's great to be back with you today. It is the beginning of September. We have that back to school vibe going on. The summer is over and now it's time to get down to business for many people. So I am excited to be diving into today's episode where we are talking about going at your own pace. So we're continuing our Create Your Own Flexibility series and we are talking to an amazing guest who's going to share with us the importance of building your business in your own way at your own pace. So it's so easy in the digital world that we live in to compare yourself to others, to look around and see how far people are along in their business journey. Or if you're in your corporate career, looking at how high people are up on the corporate ladder and then looking at your situation and feeling like you are less than or you're not doing what you really should be doing. So our guest today, Jo Francis, is a business owner. She's a mum of two and she is going to share with us how she has gone about her journey to intentionally building her business in a way that accommodates her family commitments and her hobbies and interests. So whether you are creating your own flexibility by building your own business or you are in your corporate career post-motherhood, you are going to find some great insight in this conversation. So without further ado, let's jump in and speak to Jo. Hi Jo, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Please, can you introduce yourself to um, our audience? Hi Janine, thanks so much for having me. Well, my name is Jo Francis and I run a business called Maidstone Virtual Assistant. Um, I'm a marketing virtual assistant, so slightly different focus than a lot of VAs. Um, I've been running my business for seven years and I'm a mum to two children, one grown up and one not so grown up and a small fur baby dog. (laughs) That's awesome. Okay, so I want to hear all about how you um, launched and and, and got into your business. Before we do that, tell me a bit about what life looked like before motherhood. So what did your career look like before you became a mum? Well, goodness. I mean, I don't actually remember a time um, before I became a mum. I've been uh, parenting for over 50% of my life, which is, yeah, quite a, quite a big statement because I'm not actually that old, <laughs> I don't like to think. Um, but yeah, no, my daughter is, um, my eldest daughter is 22. So yeah, I mean, you know, I, I had her at 22. So, so I don't think, uh, I don't think that really counts as a career. You know, I've been working since I was 16, but yeah, not not really sort of uh, career driven, but my son is seven. So yeah, kind of uh, you know that that was life changing having having such a big age gap, and uh, yeah, going from having an almost grown up daughter to having a baby again. Was, yeah, uh, yeah, quite life changing. <laughs> so how how is that? How how have you found the having two babies? or two children so far apart. So mine are really close. They're two years apart. And so it's all full on. It's just, it's intense. But as they grow up, they're going to grow up together. So it's interesting to speak to somebody who's kind of gone through the process and then gone all the way back to the beginning. How have you found that? 
Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, it's like having two only children, which you know sounds bizarre because obviously they live in the same house and we all live together. But but you know, I brought up my daughter pretty much as an only child, and she was an only child till she was fifteen. So I did all of the the one on one things that you have to do with an only child. You know, you know mummy play with me. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go and introduce myself to anybody. Type <laughs> thing when you're out, you know, at holidays, that sort of thing. And then obviously my son's come along and. Uh, and, and he again is, is like another only child, and um, because you know his focus is very much on me when we're at home. So, so really, I, I do tell people I had two only children, but with the benefit now of having an only child with a built-in babysitter at home to, and has it changed? Has your parenting style changed the second time round compared to the first time round because of the the time gap? Hugely, hugely. When you have a baby at twenty-two, or, or when you're quite young. Um, as much as I've always been very maternal and I was I was delighted to be having her, you feel like you're missing out on so much because obviously, you know, other 22, 23-year-olds are out and about and partying and weekends are filled with things that you're missing out on and it, you are pulled in a lot of directions. Um, and then when you have a baby at 38, well, nobody's going out anyway. You're not actually <laughs> missing out on anything. Most of my friends are parents. Um, you know, whereas when I was 22, I was, you know, probably one of the first of my friends. I didn't have that many mummy friends. Right. Um, so, yeah, you know, the, the whole the whole scenario has been completely different. And, and I have so much more tolerance and patience at this age. And, and I'm able to train myself so much more wholeheartedly into, into mummy stuff, the stuff that, you know, now that my daughter's 22, I'm, a, I'm able to sort of look at her and think, God, I had a baby at that age. Yeah. And it pleases me, you know, I don't know how you put up with that kid's waffling and all the things he wants to tell me about when he gets back from school. She, she's rolling her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's part of being a mummy. You know, that's, that's what we love is listening to, you know, who said what naughty words in the playground. And, and you know, but, but my tolerance for it is, is a lot greater. But then, you know, my lifestyle is, is very different, you know, uh, kind of. At 22, when I had Jade, I went back to work after 12 weeks. Um, I had 12 weeks of time to leave. Yeah, and I went back and, and I, I worked full time from, from when I had her to um, when I went on return to leave with my son. So I pretty much never went to a sports day. I never uh, picked her up from school. Uh, I very rarely got to drop her to school because obviously, I, you know, I couldn't do both ends of it um, because I had to be at work, you know, sort of half eight to half five. So I missed out on so much through necessity um, rather than choice. You know, I had to be working. Whereas now, obviously, my, my life is completely different. And, and I still count those things as luxuries, kind of sports days. And, and even taking my son to school, I still think of a luxury. Yeah. Um, but it is, you know, I get to do it all the time. So what, what was your role before? Like, so when you went back to work after your daughter, what were you doing and working as full time compared to now that you run your own business? Um, well, I've always been in, in sales and marketing. Um, so uh, I sort of had a variety of roles, but and um, primarily sort of in the 10 years leading up to, to running my own business, I worked for a, a historical venue in Kent. So I worked for the Hot Farm as the head of corporate sales. And I was there for 10 years and you know, fully embroiled in, in sales and marketing. And, and, and I, I, I did. I loved it. Um, I, you know, I had a, a great job. But I think when you've been somewhere such a long time, um, you almost become institutionalized. You forget that you can do anything else. You don't know any other industry. Um, you don't know... Uh, you, you know, it kind of, you look at yourself and you sort of think, oh God, you know, 
I know what I do here, but, but you know, where, where could I do that elsewhere? It would have to be another venue. It would have to be doing exactly the same thing because I felt like I, I, I only knew one thing because I don't, mm. I've been doing it so long. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a key point. I think a lot of people do get pigeonholed. So when I speak mm. to people about career transitions and they say, look, I don't want to go back to doing this, but I don't know what else I would do. That's always the question, but what else would I do? I would have to go and do this or I'd have to. And I, I, I like to challenge people and say, well, why? There is other opportunities and there's ways that you can package your skills and your experience so that you are attractive to either another employer or just another, a completely different industry. But it takes some thinking and some challenging of, of mindset to, to do that, to, to make that change. Definitely. I think it's really hard to step outside of yourself and look at yourself and say, OK, what, what are my actual skill sets? you can see what you do for that company you don't see them as standalone skills and I I actually I was made redundant and you know I did the thing that everybody does and I panicked and I and I looked for another job and I got offered a job instantly and it was a bigger title and it was a bigger job role and a bigger salary but in the same kind of industry so it was another venue Mm -hmm. um, but it was um, kind of slightly different industry because it was a it was a football club but, but, you know, I was like, brilliant. Literally, I can transition everything I know to, to exactly the same thing. And I started there and it was horrendous. Um, oh. Yes, you know, I could have transferred all of my skills and done exactly the same thing. But it wasn't exactly the same environment. It was a completely male-dominated, chauvinistic, poisonous, toxic horrible oh, wow. environment. But I was there for a really short period of time. But in that time, I did realise... What, what I was doing I did realize what my skills were because I, I kind of realized you know the things that I was about to set up and the things I was in the process of setting up and their social media and their email marketing and all the things that I had carried across yeah uh, that they didn't have in place and I thought actually you know th- these are things that everybody needs these aren't yeah. things that, that just a venue needs or, or, or you know I, I could actually take them and give them to, to, to anybody. And that's kind of, it was that eight horrendous weeks that, that kind of built my business more than more than the 10 years beforehand, in all honesty. Oh, that's brilliant. I was going to ask you what your turning point was. So realising that your skills that you were bringing could actually be something that you offer to the marketplace is a great way to then start your business because then you realise that if there's a need there and that's what, if one company needs that, then there'll be others that need it. So yeah, that's really, that's really brilliant. Yeah, I think you, you're automatically... Think about everything that you do in your role when you're employed and think that every business has that, you know, whether they're a small business or a medium-sized business or a massive company, you sort of think, well, you know, they must have a marketing manager who does all of that side of things and they must have someone looking after sales who does all of that side of things. And then when you actually get out into the world of of different sized businesses and micro-businesses and and solopreneurs, you actually realise that they are small businesses and single people that started their business because they have a skill or a talent and then they are trying to be all things to their business you kind of you start your own business but you also have to be your own accountant your own marketing manager your own sales manager your own administrator and not everybody has that scope of skills nor the desire to do all of those things so you know that's kind of was the 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 light bulb moment where I realized well actually there is a role for a you know administrator a sales and marketing manager in these small businesses even if it's not got that title yeah Yeah, that's awesome. And so in terms of just getting started and and saying, okay, now I know what I'm going to offer and now now I need to get out there. What kind of challenges did you face, especially with having your son and and wanting to build your your business around him and your commitments there? Well, I mean, I I kind of knew what I wanted to do um, because 
as much as I wanted to, to, you know, be more at home with my son, I also knew that I am not built for being a stay-at-home mummy. I don't, it would just, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked out for me. There's no right or wrong way of saying it. You know, I'm just, I just don't have the capacity to, to, to mummy all the time. So I definitely have to have, um, you know, different different things to do. So I um, had in place, um, from obviously where I'd, I had gone back to work and, and gone back after maternity leave, I had in, in place... Um, three days of childcare a week, which were with family. So were exactly the scenarios where I wanted my son to be with grandparents and that and that kind of thing. So because that was always there, I didn't want to break that arrangement. So from the start of my business, I knew that I had those three days where I could I could set up my business, which was perfect. And then that yeah. gave me two days at home with him. And so I just literally started about in, in probably the, the same manner as everybody else. You know, I, I kind of built a website um which wasn't anything to write home about originally but and I put together a, a Facebook business page and I just started to to think about the things that I could do and the skills that I had and that, that might be of interest to other people and just try to to put together the copy that, that would make that attractive to, to someone else. And you know initially I I didn't niche at all. So um my my website and my offering was a lot broader than it is now because I, I you know would have taken on people's admin. I, I and I did. I took on data entry and I took on um, you know random telephone calls. My main criteria when I set up was to work. To yeah. Do the business. I, I was quite happy for it to be non-specific as long as I could fill those kind of uh, 21 hours or 20 hours that, that I'd allocated myself and you know make enough money that that was kind of my criteria when I first started. Hey, 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 I am super excited because I have a handful of spots open for one-to-one coaching. I am looking to work with more of you who are highly ambitious, very driven, know where you want to get to, but are struggling to get there because you feel as though you're being overlooked and undervalued for the contribution that you're making. You know that you need to get more visible. You know that you need to show up more. You understand that creating a personal brand that is speaking for you when you're not in the room is important so that you can move towards your career goals but you don't quite know how to make it happen and for you I am extending the invitation to come and join me inside of Elevate. This is my one-to-one high-touch coaching program that is designed to help you to advance into your next role, secure your next client, position yourself for the opportunities that you want by being intentional with your personal brand, making sure that your digital footprint is tight. Yes, I mean, LinkedIn is looking good and attracting the right opportunities and making sure that you're able to show up with confidence and fully articulate the value that you're able to bring to your next opportunity. I am excited to dig deep come up with your personalized strategy and your plan and support you with the accountability and coaching that is required to help you to get there. So if this sounds good to you, if you know that you need some support with really taking your career to the next level, book a call with me and let's explore you joining the Elevate program. So head over to careerchangemakers.com forward slash call so that you can book a fitting call and then let's have a conversation about whether or not this program is a good fit for you. I look forward to speaking to you. Yeah. 
Wow, that's awesome. I love it. I love it because then things evolve and things change over time, but it's just getting started. So for any listeners who are thinking, actually, I would quite like to start my own business. It's, it's an encouragement to know that it doesn't have to be, you know, you fill in this 25 page business plan and you have to do all of these things and get all of these, what, what we, what sometimes are just obstacles that we put in place sorted out. You can just get going. And so, yeah, it's really encouraging to hear that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a massive fan of, yeah, just, just, just do it. Even people who are sort of thinking, well, you know, I want to set something up maybe in my maternity leave because, you know, my life might change or, or thinking about uh, maybe I don't want to do what I'm doing full time anymore. It, you can start a side hustle, even if you only have sort of five hours a week. Um, yeah. Just get going. Um, as I say, my, my, my website and my offering has evolved so dramatically from day one to where I am now. But I wouldn't be where I was now if I hadn't done that sort of day one starting point. If I'd have, if I'd have wanted to learn everything that I know now before I started, I'd still be there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know exactly how you feel because I, I still practice as a lawyer. So I started my business while I was on maternity leave with my son. But I then went back lawyering three days a week and then also running my coaching business, having coaching calls in the evenings and, and doing all the things around like raising a family and having a part-time job. But if it's something that you really enjoy and you're passionate about, you can find the time to dedicate to it and you can just give yourself the time to grow it. It doesn't have to go from zero to a hundred straight away. It's just taking consistent action and doing things on your business daily. It, it all grows and it all builds. So that's good good for people to know as well yeah it really does and and in all honesty you get to a point where you have to hold yourself back you know my my business could be very different and look very different if I wanted to give it 110% and it's not that I don't give my work 110% when I'm doing it but you see so much online and uh, you know in membership groups that you might be in of people who are absolutely flying and you get a bit of kind of comparisonitis where you sort of think oh I should be doing that and and you know as, as a VA now I should be building a, a business where I'm got a team of VAs and, and I'm managing other people and I'm out so actually I'm like whoa hold on <laughs> could do that if you didn't want to pick your son up from school or if you didn't want to go out for a run, you know, every couple of mornings or if you didn't want to go to sports day or the job of a hat. I don't, at this stage of my business, particularly want to manage people or, or, or feel responsible for feeding work to people because, you know, that, that carries its own sort of weight of responsibility. So I do sort of really have to kind of pace the business and, and, and sort of hold it back a little bit because, it, you know, it could grow into a monster. Um, yeah. And I don't want to have created a business that takes over my life. I want to still maintain that real work-life balance. Because, as you know, children grow and change so quickly. And, and his needs at seven will be completely different to his needs at ten. You know, when he when he doesn't even need me to walk him to school or want me to walk him to school. Well, yeah, you yeah. know, that will open more availability and, and different avenues. But you, you kind of just have to pace it to, to the life that you want to lead and not to the lives that you see on Facebook or on Instagram. Yeah business owners and other entrepreneurs yeah I love that I think that is so so important and I think it applies equally to careers as well like when you look around and you see what people are doing and you might have gone back to work and and you're working part-time and then you see people getting promotions and and you're not necessarily climbing the ladder in the way that you want it's the same when like not growing your business in the way but you have to look at everything in the whole and it's really important like you said to identify what is important to me in this season at this time of my life what's important and then you can make decisions accordingly so I'm a 
big proponent of saying it is possible for you to balance work and family life, but balance is, is it's not something that you can find all the time. It's all about integration and it's all about deciding, well, what is my priority right now? And then making decisions to, to suit those priorities. And so if it is that you want to be around for your kids, then you're not going to be able to, to go full throttle with your business or your career, but that doesn't mean you won't be able to do it later. So it's just understanding that mm. in different seasons, you might need to adjust and change things and that's okay like it doesn't you don't want to be comparing yourself to everybody else just running your own race and figuring out what works for you and your family yeah it really sticks with me that you know no one ever got to the grave and said I wish I'd worked more (laughs) exactly Um, we'll look back and go oh god you know like did I did I actually see my kids grow up you know did did I did I do those things that that you know I I I wanted to do you know with the children and with the family and and you know, I know there is a really important balance in, in earning enough money and, and kind of feeling that we're doing enough work and we're, we're putting bread on the table. But yeah, just don't let work become all-consuming because it is just one element of, of kind of leading a happy life. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, such good stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I love to share inspirational quotes or sayings with people because they, they often stick with me. And, and so I love to share that on the podcast. So do you have a saying that you like or a mantra or an inspirational quote that you like to share? Yeah, um, for, for me, um, I think uh, experience is not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens to you because it's how you deal with with all the challenges that are presented to you and how you create the, the world around you really because everybody reacts differently and you know one person would I don't know kind of be made redundant and their whole world will fall apart and then they'll just be like right I'm going to go and work in a supermarket or or you know or whatever and you know another person will be like right now I'm going to prove the company wrong and I'm going to make a million pounds and you know or, or I've done what I've done um, so everyone's experiences are different but it really is how you react to it and um, and I think that really kind of channels what you do and, and and how your life kind of goes forward it's just looking at everything as, as, a, as an experience oh it's awesome I love that I love that so where can people find out more about you so can you share maybe your website and um, where people can check you out if they are maybe starting their business and looking for a VA or if they just want to connect with you to learn more about your journey yeah sure I am um, on maidstone-virtual-system.co.uk mm-hmm. the biggest website address in the world um but if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm on Maystone VA. On Facebook, I'm Maystone VA. Um, I'm also on Instagram as Joe Francis74. It's a less business-focused Instagram account. But um, my one top tip for people would be that actually people will find you, you know, wherever you are. And uh, I've posted a couple of really sort of vague business posts on Instagram when I've uh, been doing some work. And actually, I found one of my biggest paying clients who contacted me because I've hashtagged a certain software that I use. So. Oh, wow. Awesome. That's a good tip. Comfortable angles. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So I will put links to all that in the show notes. And it's been awesome interviewing you and learning more about your journey, Joe. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed speaking to Jo. It was awesome to hear how motherhood was different for her at different phases in her life and how she has been building her business now to work around her son and how she's been intentional about building and growing it or not growing it as fast as she possibly could. So that was really great insight. I would love to hear what your favourite parts of this episode were. So please head over to our private Facebook group, which is our little space on the internet where we are connected 
connecting with one another as working mums and supporting each other. So if you head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash Facebook, then you can join the group. If you want to learn more about Jo and connect with her, then I will be sharing the links to her website and her social media handles in the show notes. So you can head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash episode hyphen 40 and then you can grab those links. Now, being a working mum is not easy. We all know that. And it's always good to have good resources. So there's lots of information out there on the internet, on Pinterest, on Google, on Instagram, lots of places where you can find information and resources that are helpful. But sometimes it can be overwhelming and sometimes it can feel like there's too much information. So I've decided to do something about that. And I have created a list for you of 14 resources that every working mother should know about. So I have listed out some really useful books, some tools, some apps, some courses, just general information that is going to be really useful for you on your working mum journey. So head over to lightboxcoaching.com forward slash resources and grab yourself a copy. It's completely free. So all you need to do is let me know your email address and we will send one over to you. As always, if you're enjoying the show, please do head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review so that more women just like you can find the show and join the conversation. That's all from me this week. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll be back with you again next time. In the meantime, look after you and look after your babies. This podcast features music from Ben Sound.